0: Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of Charlie's Music Production Lessons, a spin off of my podcast, Composer Quest. I'm Charlie McCarran, and in this show, I'll be digging into my own productions in hopes of getting your creative gears turning. This episode comes from my interview on Tom Snively's podcast, Inside Video Game Music. I thought I'd share it here since it's in the same spirit as my other music production lessons. In our talk, I pull apart the different layers in my video game track, Moto Hekalu. You can find the finished track on the Star Reaction soundtrack at UntiedGames.bandcamp.com. To hear my full talk with Tom, visit InsideVGM.com/007, and for more music production lessons and composer interviews, visit ComposerQuest.com.
1: So this song is just under three minutes and uh, then loops. What do you try to do in looping songs so that it doesn't sound repetitive?
0: A good tip from Whit Blackall, who I believe you've had on the podcast, a friend of mine. And he said uh, this basic thought that stuck with me that you should have at least three different sections throughout the track, like an A section, B section section and maybe a C section, just like you would with another song, but yeah, it just becomes even more important when you're looping something over and over, and I think this is, that's why this Moto Motohekalu track is one of my favorites, because some of the other tracks, I realized there's just not enough uh, changing throughout them for me, but maybe you don't notice as much when you're playing the game, but... Another trick I think helps when you're trying to make something continually interesting is that you don't really resolve things very much. And I was kind of thinking about that with Moto Hekalu. There's like certain sections where the, the base is building up and building up. It's getting more and more intense. And then it just kind of cuts off and you don't get this resolution that you might be expecting. I think it just keeps the momentum going, weirdly, even though it kind of cuts off. Uh, I think if you had the same intense bass going the whole time, it would be too much. So yeah, just thinking of your track as being very dynamic helps.
1: So do you want to go through some of the instruments and the parts and, you know, talk about them and then I can play them and then we can, you know, kind of get inside the song and see what, you know, what the song is made up of.
0: Yeah, sure. So I think what I started with was the texture layer, which is actually another song from star reaction that I just slowed down and added a ton of effects to and reverbed out which which is another thing i tried to do tried to do with this whole soundtrack is to keep it sort of cohesive as a whole tried to sample other tracks within the other ones so that they all kind of connect in a way let me play but a little you, clip of that right here yeah So, for people who are listening to the soundtrack, that's actually the track Lilla, just with a ton of effects on it. That's cool. So, I think what I probably did next is I was really getting into random arpeggiation. Uh, there's a cool effect in Ableton Live called Arpeggiator. And I'm sure in any DAW, there's a way to do this, but just creating... Random strikings of notes helps a lot. So not helps, but it's just fun. Uh, So the mallets layer is I held down some chords and then which notes it strikes is random throughout.
1: Okay, let me play that. kind of cool. So you're changing the chords every couple of seconds? or?
0: Well, actually, I'm holding down the same chord. It's just kind of a a six-note chord that I think has some augmented... uh, an augmented chord on top, and then a few random notes underneath. So I'm holding down the same thing, but it sounds like the chords are kind of changing, just because the notes that get struck are just being struck randomly. And there's... I also added a delay effect to that, which helps make it seem a little less random, I guess. And um, one other thing I try to do when I am doing those random note things is I try to have the velocity random too, so that it's not the same volume on each note that gets repeated, and it, it makes it sound much, much more human that way.
1: That's cool. Now, yeah, this podcast before it was inside video game music used to be called making my own music. And I had you on, on a previous episode to talk about nothing flower and you used an arpeggiator. So we talked about this before.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'll have a link to that in the show notes also, if, uh, if you have not heard that episode before, but, uh, am I haven't used the arpeggiator, but you said that you have to like make a take And then it's random. And if you like it, you need to like print it so that you keep it. Because if you don't, then the next time it'll be different random.
0: Yeah, that's the thing you have to be okay with. Uh, Like, for example, when you played that clip, that was a new rendering I had to do. So it's that little clip you heard has never been heard anywhere else. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, you definitely... Oh, I see. So that might not be exactly the same as when... You, you know, you printed the whole song.
0: Yeah. I I see. So, so when I, if I ever want to do a remix of it on Bandcamp, I just have to hope that no one is so tied to the exact notes that occur. Yeah. It's, it's weird.
1: So what else do you have in this?
0: A couple other kind of textury layers. I have a layer of wind and also a layer of crows. Bit. Okay, um,
1: let me play that real quick. Here's the wind. Sure. And that actually, you know, is not that quiet. It's a little bit, you know, yeah, in the mix.
0: Yeah, it's fairly present. Okay, here are the crows.
1: It has its wind of itself. You know, there's wind in there too.
0: Yeah. The crows, you could almost never hear unless you're really listening. So
1: (laughs) where'd you get (laughs) the, the crow sound,
0: the crows? I actually recorded. I just, I think I went out one day and I was doing a little film shoot with my friend and there were a ton of crows out in the the park nearby, which, and the crows are just awesome to me. I don't know. Two years ago we had a, what I like to call the crow apocalypse in our neighborhood Every single rooftop and every single tree branch was covered in crows for one night. Wow. And the next day, everyone's car had a ton of crap on it. (laughs) (laughs) But it was very eerie.
1: Hmm. Want to talk about the bass real quick?
0: Yeah. So, yeah, the bass part is doing this diminished chord. It's just a fairly simple bass sound. But with, uh, this is kind of an example of me adding a ton of effects to things. So, let's see what else. Let let me play this from
1: measure thirteen, and then yeah, that's cool. That's diminished
0: yeah it's like a diminished chord with let's see so it's kind of creating a scale around the diminished chord. I think that's my favorite part of the track is like this ominous thing fading in, so it's not you never. That's the other thing that never gets totally resolved because it it fades in and the diminished chord, yeah, just never gets resolved. Hmm. And then, oh, and then the second time the bass comes in, I believe it's a half step up from where it was before. So just building more tension.
1: Yeah, what do you have going on in uh, percussion?
0: Percussion uh, is well, I guess percussion,
1: percussion, tom and bass drum.
0: Yeah, so there's three percussion tracks going on. The we'll start with the bass drum because that's simple. It's just a bass drum sound that I got from a sample library. It's from the Sonatina Symphonic Orchestra samples, which I believe, was free. So you might want to check that out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Every two measures. Okay, and then...
0: Yeah. Then the tom is just kind of this tribal sounding back and forth. All the percussion is fairly on the beat. And at first I was like, oh, this is just too simple and straight on the beat, but I think it makes it sound a little more like this fire temple tribal sound.
1: Right. And also because the percussion is not there at the beginning and then it comes in and then it goes back out and then it changes. It's, it's good to, you know, have it be on the beat for, you know, just for the section that it's in. Yeah. That's your percussion track.
0: Yep. So the percussion track is, again, uh, using that arpeggiator randomizing of different clap sounds and snare sounds. So that's, again, going to be different every time I play it back.
1: So let me put together uh, the, the rhythm section here. definitely sets a mood
0: yeah one other technique i did in that in the percussion track is i have one very subtle polyrhythm track coming in so it's a little snare hit and it creates the just a little bit of an offbeat feel versus everything else which is very on the beat Hmm. so again kind of hard to hear but it's it's there in the background
1: so let's see later in the song you've got some other things going on here soft jupiter that's kind of cool
0: yeah just a nice overtony heavy synth so yeah that is a line that's doubling the bass part i thought about also that People might be playing this on mobile devices. So if I have a a real low bass part, they might be missing half the song. So I wanted to make sure that, uh, again, diminished chord sound was coming through.
1: Here is Charlie McCarron's Moto Hekalu from the Star Reaction Game soundtrack. Okay, can you talk about the two layers that you have playing at different times?
0: Yeah. So, what I wanted to do in this, in the endless mode, since there is a time factor, it's getting more and more intense as the panic meter goes up, I thought it would be cool to have the music morph as you're going. So, what I did was I split apart uh, the entire... All, all the layers into two main layers, which I'm I call just the peace layer and the panic layer. And so the peace layer has the wind sound and the nice soft mallet sound and this harp sound, which comes in towards the second half of the the track. And then, has- oh, here, let me play just a little
1: section of the piece here, then.
0: So that's when everything's going well in the game and you're not rushed on time or anything. And then the panic layer starts to come in and that's the dark bass sound and the percussion and some other synths that are a lot more intense sounding.
1: Okay. So that sounds like this. Okay, and then what happens with the layers?
0: So, I have this awesome formula that (laughs) no, it's really kind of simple that when the panic meter goes up so you you start with just hearing the peace track because you have a lot of time left, no panic but as the panic meter rises, the peace track goes down and the panic track comes in and then So if your panic meter is at 100%, but your time is at 100%, you'll only hear the panic track. But I wanted there to be a point where you'd hear both tracks equally loud, too. And so I thought, well, probably the most intense part of the game is when the panic meter's the highest and your time meter is at nothing. So usually when you're just about to die and the level's about to end that's when you hear both tracks together Hmm. so so i that's only in endless mode and if you play in the puzzle mode you'll hear both tracks together all the way through but i thought it'd be cool to try that out for endless mode i thought that maybe i could do that with some other tracks too and it turned out that it only really worked with moto hekalu and glibberigwald Because those were the two songs I had made that had enough layers to split them apart and they'd both be interesting on their own. The other tracks were a little less dense with layers.
1: Right. So uh, are you going to have the soundtrack at untiedgames.bandcamp.com?
0: Yep, up there right now.
1: (laughs) Okay, so when this episode airs, the the soundtrack is available, untiedgames.bandcamp.com.
0: Hope you enjoyed this special edition of Charlie's Music Production Lessons. Thanks to Tom Snively for interviewing me and for letting me air part of our interview on this podcast. Again, for the full talk, go to InsideVGM.com slash 007. And Tom has been interviewing a bunch of cool game composers on his podcast, so make sure to check out Inside Video Game Music on iTunes or on his site, InsideVGM.com.